Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yo, what up, family? Welcome, welcome to the Chef Culture Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chef Chad Cherry, and I am hyped today. I mean, listen, I know y'all going to be out there. Some people will say, well, Chef, you always hype. That may be true. But outside of that, today I got a reason, family. First of all, I'm back with y'all. And second, I have some amazing guests in the building. You know what we do. This is a show for entrepreneurs and for those entrepreneurs that are only in your mind, right? Whether you've launched it or not launched it, this is a show for you. I know it says Chef Culture. So trust, we're going to get to the food too. But what we do here every day is we just bring real life examples. There's a lot of hypothetical books out there. There's a lot of people talking that business talk. But there's not a lot of people who are actually doing it. So I want to bring that to you. And there's so many amazing people in my life that I happen to be able to call family. And those are the people you'll meet on the podcast. And we have those guests for you here today. So first up, we have Sam Lee. Now, Sam is going to be doing our recipe portion. So you already know the first segment is called the recipe. And this ain't no food recipe, but this is a recipe for success. So as I say, we're going to welcome Sam. And I'm going to let him introduce himself and tell us a little bit about himself. And uh, we jumping right in. So brother, welcome to the show. Tell the people a little bit about yourself. Happy to be here. Thank you for that great intro. Yes, yes. <laughs> he got that voice, don't he, already? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, my name is Sam Lee. I'm from Anaheim, California. Um, I do hair. I love to dance. I love to perform. I love to entertain people. And I like to take care of people at the same time. Um, I have a hair business. I do DJing. I dance. have a eBay business. So there's so many ways to make money. But before all that, I just feel like... You just have to get yourself together and be ready to perform every day and be consistent with it. Yo, that's, see, see, that's an intro. So with that being said, I know people right now that are listening to this, they want to know, they, you know, I, I want, if I'm hearing someone, I want to look at them too. So what's your IG real quick? How do people check you out? It's IBSDragonXX. Okay. Okay. All right. So IBSDragonXX. All right, that will be in the show notes. So, you know, you do a little scrolling while you're over there. Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. All right, family, you just dropped a whole bunch. You was like, yo, I do hair. You know what I'm saying? I DJ, I dance, I get it in. You know, I'm a little international man of mystery. You know, uh, <laughs> all right, like, what is that? Um, and, and and when we were talking earlier, when, when, we, when I was hitting you up, I was saying I feel like you're a new kind of entrepreneur. 
right? Because it's not just that whole suit and tie, this is my business persona, you know, the whole Clark Kent, and then I go and do this. What you're talking about, these are all things that are authentically you. How did you get involved with these things? How did they come about? It all just started from dancing. I'm just really passionate about it, but I'm definitely from the millennial era, but I feel like we all had to adapt as we progress. So now it's like Generation Z, you know, so we're adapt adapting to this world, but everything's about passion. You enjoy it, put your heart into it, and then the results just show. And so do you like go DJ a party and then dance or like, how does this work? I like, mean, how does this <laughs> the host of the party, they'll definitely ask me to dance. For let's sure. go. Let's go. So I'll go on to dance floor. I'll dance with, you know, the mom, the dad, who knows? Depends on the, the party. So I try to do a lot of the parties over in Winter Park, Orlando, Florida. So I started this gig because this lady, she thought I had the potential to do something. She saw that in me before that. She's before that I saw it myself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that happens often. That's a lot of stories because people see something in you and they be like, yo, I see this thing. So how long have you been dancing? How long have you been DJing? Like, Oh, okay. I've been dancing since I was 14. I used to work for a TV station called Warner Brothers and we used to perform yo, Warner Brothers? all over in St. Louis. So there was a lot of really talented people. He said Warner Brothers like some small company. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> right. This little, this little <laughs> studio. <Right. laughs> Yeah, at that time, um, there was like a baseball player, Ozzy Smith. His son was a great singer. And then I had my friend, um, Sung Gun. He saw the potential in me to be part of this group. And then we were just dancing. And then we formed this group in high school called uh, GQT. And then we did all the talent shows there. And then it was just great. I was just happy to be a part of just hanging out with the seniors okay, at so, that time. So what you're telling me is that them young brothers in Korea. You gave them the idea for this. GQT was the original version. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> I I'm mean, Korea is a huge pop music, you know, nation. But I'm 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 really messing with you, dude. I, I joke <laughs> like that's my thing, man. But it now it's because it's interesting because I say that because you meet people and you really never know what people do. But like when I met you, you had this vibe, and I was like, bro, what do you do? And when you started telling me, I was like, word. So then I go down the Instagram rabbit hole. So then the first thing I do is I send it to my daughters, right? Because if they like it, then I know we got something here. And they were instantly. So I sent it to them. They sent it to their aunt. They, my wife started looking at it. Everybody had the whole household and other households looking at it. It was like, okay, this dude is fly. Like, we got to work with him. So with that being said, you, you obviously have this attraction, right? You got something special. Where do you want to take it? What do you want to do with it, right? Like, I guess wherever it takes me. But for me, I like to invest in energy. That's like my currency. Mm. So every day I get up, I get ready. I put the right food in my body. I work out. And that's all about increasing your vibration. You were talking about that. What? So like, because we, we, you know, I got knee problems. Yeah, yeah. Right. You were saying how you had changed your diet and how you were moving differently with food in general. And you talked about something for the knees. What, what, what are we working with? I mean, you could take like uh, glucosamine, chondritin. Uh, MSM, it's proven to rebuild cartilage. My doctor, um, he always say motion is your lotion. So you always just got to keep moving. You know, the longer we sit down, huh. the longer we stiffen up. So everything we, that puts in our body, everything, like the music we hear too, that just kind of like a product of who we are, I feel. 
That's a big fact, bro. Yeah, my man told me. Right? <laughs> Yo, Major Keys out here, man. He said motion is the lotion. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I trade in energy. That's my currency. Those are bars, dude. Nice. That like that's some that's some like wisdom for like some sage wisdom, bro. Like I, I mean, for sure. I mean, we could go surface level, but everything's from. I like to go internal. Well, yeah, I like to feel and I want to understand the realness of what I am and what I could produce. So do and you know that's that's why we do this because there are people that are sitting at home that are stuck in their heads like they want to break away but they just don't have an idea. And why I said you're like a new type of entrepreneur because you didn't just fall into one category. Right. The definition of entrepreneurship is starting a business. Right. A business is a business when you're able to have paying customers and bringing revenue for yourself. Right. A business is a business when you're able to determine where you go, when you go, how you go. Right. It's all about freedom of lifestyle and lifestyle design. And you've been able to do that without just one thing, but in multiple areas. And I see so much more for you. And that's why I brought you in, because it was just interesting to me, because most of the time when you ask people what they do, they give you one answer. I do one thing. It's like some kind of taboo here in the States to want to do like 10 different things. Right. And so where did you get your mindset to just open up and, and, and do more? Um, okay. The whole thing about getting into the hair business. Yes. I met yeah, this yeah, girl yeah. named. Yeah, Pat talk about that. Bro. I met this girl named <laughs> Katrina. So I always enjoyed hair. I always cut my own hair. But then I didn't know there was so much to it until I went to the school. I got to meet all these. What school did you go to? Aveda. Oh, shoot. It's over here in Orlando. Real it's, joint. It's a global company. They produce all natural products. So that's awesome. But she really inspired me to do hair. And then I got to know and learn a lot about women at that time. I'm, sure that, was, I'm sure that was a burden. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great time for sure. <laughs> Yeah, going yeah. to school and playing with hair and learning about it and also just interacting with these women. And <laughs> I got to understand them better for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's sorry. Go ahead, bro. You but yeah, a lot of things I do is when I was younger, it's just to impress women, you know, but as I get older, I realize I have to make myself happy in order to make a woman happy. Yo, you know? another fact. Another key, bro. Another key. And that's and that's what I wanted to to talk about because you know, this recipe, it is me having a lot of varied experiences and talking to entrepreneurs from a bird's eye view. I always say, look, when you're doing something, it's very hard to see the forest for the trees because once again, it's your forest. Like you're looking at this all the time. Hmm. Me, when I hear you talk. I have a bird's eye view. I have a thousand things popping off in my head. And like I said, the first thing is that you're a new type of entrepreneur. And the second thing is I think you need to milk that. I see you as infinitely marketable, bro. I see you in print campaigns. I see you on TV. I see you as an actor, right? That's what I've been studying. See what I'm saying? Like, like and yep. these are... These are varying roles that you can play. Not just... I mean, obviously, I think that... The, the dancing, I think that that alone is its own thing. Like, I mean, why couldn't you be at an EDM festival or a large festival, you know, as a part of like setting it off and getting people hyped, you know? And that's, that is, that is like, uh, it's challenging. It's, it's challenging because when we talk to a person like yourself 
And this is why I think they always tell entrepreneurs to focus on one thing. When you talk to someone who has multiple, multiple talents, it's challenging because there's so many different directions that they could go in. So you tend to want to be like, no, funnel this, funnel this. I want to tell you the opposite. Run, chase, have fun, follow the energy. So if today you feel like dancing, if the next day you feel like acting, if the next day you feel like DJ, or if you feel like my chase the energy, because what often happens is on your path, right, along the journey, not the destination, but just along the journey, you stumble across magic. You stumble across something that you that you would have never seen if you wouldn't have taken the journey. Right. Yeah. And, and that is and I don't want to talk in just too circular term, but the point is we focus so much on getting to a potential point. I really liked when I asked you, hey, where, where do you want to take this? You said, you know what? I'm going to let it take me where it goes. It's because it's the journey. It's not the destination. Right. The point isn't the point of it. When you get this, then what? Right. There's a story about a man in it who goes to a fishing village and he's like, oh, this fish is amazing. Right. We could take it you know, to, to the States and sell it. And a fisherman asked him, well, and then what? He goes, and then we'll build a million dollar company. And then the fisherman asked him, and then what? He goes, and then we'll come back here and retire. And the fisherman goes, but I'm here, right? Like people never ask to, they, they, they just want to get to a place so much that they miss the, the gym, the beauty of being able to enjoy the journey and sure. and that would be my goal to you because of your energy. This exchange of energy that we're having right here, I know I'm going to seek to find ways that I can help you out. If I can toss you some work somewhere, I'm going to do it, right? If I can introduce you to someone that may be able to open a door for you, I'm going to do it just because of your energy. And that, to me, is really where you win. And that is probably the most unconventional business advice I could ever give someone. But for you, I think it fits perfectly, bro. So, you know, uh, yeah, I don't I'll know if that advice. was helpful. But I like it. It feels right. Yeah. We 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 trading right here. This feels feel like it. we're doing something. Currency. It's the currency. Yeah, man. So I want to ask you though, because uh, we're wrapping up. Any last thoughts? Is there anything you want to leave people um that may have been like yourself, right? Like, is there any words of wisdom you want to leave for them? Um, I feel like you need to pick who your group is. You gotta surround yourself with the right people. You need to learn the right blueprint from people that have done it before and get that and then take that and run with it and create your own version. Well, All we see, I feel like, is a lot of Xerox copies of things that you know have already happened, people doing something, but it's important to create something new and that's something that's true to your identity. So. I don't know. I just keep on doing it. I've been uh, studying a lot of film. I've been learning about getting to character. And then you have to put yourself in the right environment to do that. So whether it's like going to sleep early, you know, waking up early and then doing the due, dil due diligence. So everything's about preparation so you can execute. Did y'all hear that, folks? So even when the man is freestyling, there's a preparation behind it. That's why when you hear people that are excellent at what they do, realize there's years and years of preparation behind it. They didn't just jump out and do that. So I want to thank you for that last words of wisdom. I want to thank you for coming on the show. And that is IBS Dragon XX, right? Yep. That's the IG. Okay, this also going to be in the show notes. This is Sam Lee. Thank you for having him, brother. Thank you for being here. I'll see you next time. Wait, we're going to show them. They got to see you on YouTube because we're about to show them what you do, right? For sure. All right. Get it. Happy to be here. Thanks so much. Thank you.
Oh yeah, alright man, so we are doing it again Y'all know what segment this is, right after the recipe we dive into the interview And this is where you get a chance to, to learn from someone who's doing it and, and I make that distinction, this is important about this kind of interview There's a lot of business interview podcasts, there's actually some that I love, I love So this is no knock to them, but they always interview people that have made it to the top You always see these millionaire mindset, billionaire, and and while that is dope, you got to understand that anybody at that level can come up and talk and be like, yo, I did X and X and X, but there's a full team. Yeah, you made some decisions. Yeah, you made some, but there's a full team. And, And what you tend to get is you get a lot of what to do, but you don't get a lot of how to do you, you get a lot of surface game, but you don't get a lot of deep game, right? So this interview is all about giving you all free game. It's about giving you something you can grow with, right? To that point, we're bringing entrepreneurs that are in the middle of their journey. And being in the middle, don't sleep. That doesn't mean they're not successful. They're very, very, very successful people, but they are still climbing. And that climbing is really where we find that day-to-day grind where those gyms lie that you can mine. So if you are listening, take that in. That is your primer. With that enough said, I got to introduce a brother, a fellow chef, Chef Javon. Now, I met this brother a few years ago, and uh, I'm going to be light on the stories because I need you to talk, right? You see, he already laughed because he already know. I'm going to be light on the story, but I will say this. Chef Javon might as well be the hardest working man in show business. Um, when it comes to this this culinary thing, why why we brought him in to do this interview is he approaches the game differently, right? Chef Javon will set up an event like a stage show. I mean, pomp and circumstance for real. Like it is an event to go to one of his dinners, one of his functions for him to come cook for you, and that's a different angle. So many chefs are just focused on feeding you. And that's great because that's literally your job description, my guy. You have one job. Feed me. But he brings all of the other stuff to it, the theatrics. I mean, to the point that I've literally seen you on your IG singing for people. And while personally, I wouldn't do it. I'm not mad at you. Right? But I do that because I want you to understand who you listen with. So, Chef Javon, please start out by introducing yourself. Tell them your IG, and then my brother, give us your origin story. All right. I, it. <laughs> <laughs> I know I appreciate it. Um, um, I'm Chef Javon. I'm an award-winning celebrity chef from New York. Reside here in Florida. Um, but you know what you were saying, uh, Chef Javon. Chef Javon across all social media platforms. How you spell it? C H E F, not C H I E F. Um, Chief. Right. <laughs> I heard it this morning on the interview, dog. I'm telling you. Someone said, "Yo, I'm Chief." They said C H I E F J U V O N. I was like, Ooh. "Did the interview just say that?" But anyway, we are we we're not gonna turn it that way. Yeah, we're gonna do that, right? Chef Javon J U V O N on all platforms. Don't underscores them numbers. Simply that. Um, but it's funny that you say that because I always tell people during our consultations, we don't sell food. I will never sell you food. We sell you an experience. Mm. And and I tell them if you don't got social media, because I wouldn't even put it on my website. I don't want it out there like that. Yeah. I want you to experience it for yourself. But I tell them to go to my social media. You can check out what I do. Just a little bit of something, something. 
Is that why you got a crushed linen jacket on? <laughs> I, I like to stand out differently. Nah, man, I like you to stand know, out differently. You know it's all love, dude. I, I got to message you, man, because that that's what it is. That's different. Um, and and I am gonna really need you to dig into where you came from because what you just said is something that real business leaders talk about all the time when they talk about knowing what business you're in. A lot of people say, I'm in this business. No, you're in a very different business than what you think you are. But because you only see yourself as this, you have limited yourself. So when you said, hey, I don't sell food, I sell experiences. Yo, what you could do as a chef, I mean, yo, to me, my mind already exploded with ideas. So please tell, how did you get here though? Like you said you're from New York, right? What was your, what inspired you? How'd you get into the cooking game? Like What's your journey? Give us a little bit of that. Let the people know, because we, we need to know what made you you. Right, right, right. Um, what pulls the coat trail of who I am is that I, I had kidney failure. Um, I was on dialysis for five years. And at a very young age, 20, 21 years old, sitting on dialysis, watching people die around me mm. of old age. Not of old age. They were older, but they would die on dialysis. I had to figure out why did God do this to me? Mm. And I had to restructure my whole life, what I ate, how I lived, because I noticed that being on dialysis, you have to follow a certain diet. Yeah. And that was hard to do, especially in the early 20s. And so finding God and going from why did God do this to me now saying, why did he allow this to happen to me? Okay. So it's a pleasure being used by him. Uh, so five years on dialysis, um, now... 14 years kidney transplant, successful transplant, so successful that I don't have to take no medicine. Let's which go. Is very unheard of in the medical industry. Um, doctors to this day says if we think you need to take your medicine. But I've been I've been good for six years now. And my blood results show normal range, not the transplant range. Why are you telling me to take my medicine? But anyway, that's what really pulled my yeah, cool yeah. train. They pushing P. They oh. pushing P, bro. <laughs> but um, I mean, I serve the the, the, the most powerful physician anyway but um that's what started it besides you know everybody else's story watching grandma in the kitchen listening to those onions and garlic sizzle and the sizzling the bacon in the pan you know the smelling of the garlic mm-hmm. and the onions carbonizer that's what really wanted me to get in the kitchen really get in the kitchen that's that's yeah who oh, yo dude dude that that is that's that's a crazy story man we always have these life-defining moments in the mindset mm-hmm. shift is I think the key, mm-hmm. you know, having faith is big. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if you believe in the same God I do, but just having faith. And I will say that like everybody that's listening, if you're going into this world, it ain't easy. You better have some kind of faith somewhere, somewhere. something, somebody, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, my, you know, you threw off my questions because I was, <laughs> I was really like, my next question is like, yo, you know, what's an unexpected challenge that you have in your business? But like, I mean, five years of dialysis, that might qualify. Uh, so let's let's modify that again, man. So with starting your own and being an independent, what was the toughest part of going out and making this work? Because, you know, obviously you, you got to not just support you. You got to make enough money to support the staff. You got to have other stuff. What, what was the toughest part about going out and making this work, making this business work? Man, I want to take it back just a little bit from mm-hmm. moving from New York your whole life to an unfamiliar territory like Abraham in the Bible. So when you hear from God, pick up everything and move, that's when you move. 
because you're moving on his direction. So moving to unfamiliar grounds, not knowing anybody here in Florida, mm-hmm. me and Heat don't get along. We fight. So I'm like, <laughs> why are you moving me to Florida, <laughs> the, the Sunshine State? And I mean, you know, when I first came to that chef culture meeting, I mm-hmm. was like, I was hungry. I'm like, I know I can cook. Remember. I know this. <laughs> I was hungry. I was like, we might even have some footage of that one oh, in the vault somewhere. So that was the first struggle with getting out there, like. New York and Florida is two different animals. So mm-hmm. New York, you know, we, we hustle, we, we go-getters, we do stuff for free. I came out here to offer my service for free, and I couldn't even get nobody to offer, take my services for free just so I can get some pictures. I'm, and mm-hmm. every time I would post, I'll cook for you for free, just give me your kitchen. They'd be like, what's the catch? There is no catch. I'm just trying to get out just there. Trying to get out there, yeah. So there was a there was a lot of hurdles, man. It was, I mean, you know, God, I mean, we always say God has a plan for the plan. So all of those steps that did build me to who I am today. So, you know, and I feel like uh, like we answered this, but when people go and look you up, they're going to see a very flamboyant chef, <laughs> right? They're, they're going to see someone who, if I don't know you, I'm like, yo, this is the cockiest <laughs> something like, you know, I, I'm going to see someone who seems to center himself. Um and I want to ask that because I know people want to know, right? What is that about? Is that is that an image? Is that a thing? Like where where? What is that? What is that thing? Like because uh, because you know I know you, so I want to give people a chance in your words to let them know you differently. Because like I said, IG shows one thing, but I'm sitting here with you, mm-hmm. and we done been together all night, mm-hmm. so I have a different feeling for you. So what what is that about, man? Like, um, I I would probably put a finger on the bouginess. Um, I, I am very bougie. And when you think of the word bougie, it's not negative. Mm-hmm. It's just, in my opinion, it's an elevation. Um, the bouginess separates me from the norm. And if you have a business, your business should be separated from the norm because you want to stand out. You want to be different. Whether it's negative or positive, you want to stand out. And I want to stand out from the norm. So just for instance, a lot of chefs use use chafing dishes. Yeah. I don't want to use chafing dishes. That's what the norm does. Got I it. want to I want to elevate my service to where So what do you use though? I use risers. Okay. I use I even got if you go back to my videos now, I even use two pizza stands in the front to hold two different pots. Let's go. But it looks like risers though. But in the pizza shop, they use it to put pizzas on. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, it's form different. And function. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you got to separate yourself. So I don't mind, uh, you know, um, I get my nails done every two weeks. Chef should have clean nails. I worked with a chef on okay. the line before okay. where his fingernails was disgusting. And he, he would put the garnishes and he said, like, you want a French fry? I'm like, nah. nah. <laughs> I'm good. Ooh, People yeah. look at your hands when you deal with their food. <laughs> Facts. So I make sure my nails is done. My chef coats is different. I spend good money on them because I want it to stand out. Mm. It's, it's, the, it's the separation. It's all about elevation. See, and I, I like, that's why I had to ask the question. Because it's easy for someone to see you in, in that comparison piece starts to kick in. And they're they're looking at you and they're thinking about themselves like, yo, 
this nigga right here, he think he's something else, da, 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 right? And it, it's that whole, what they say in, in, in black neighborhoods, the whole crabs in the barrel mentality. You know, in chef culture, we always teach that we are stronger together, right? Mm -hmm. We teach collaboration over competition. Mm -hmm. But there is a such thing as healthy competition, and I think that's where we have to draw the line. So I love what you said about this being bougie, but bougie being an elevation. Mm -hmm. Because you're right. There's absolutely nothing wrong with having a standard. Mm -hmm. That's what black excellence is about. Mm -hmm. But that's what excellence anywhere is about. Mm -hmm. Any excellence, yeah. We have to have a standard, mm -hmm. right? And, and you know this, and I know this, that in the chef world, anybody can put on a chef coat. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, they're a chef. <laughs> right? <laughs> we didn't ask what kind of chef. And then people that are uneducated, they assume that every chef can do everything. So touching on that, man, um, people are going to want to know, what are some of your specialties? Well, um, normally I tell people that I don't specialize in one thing. Mm -hmm. but the only thing I do specialize in, if I was to, is in elevation. Um, our signature is elevation. And that's basically it. I do have some signature dishes, but as far as the style, cuisine, I you know I get all types of consultations, and I'll I'll tell the, the client, you know, if you want that Caribbean, we'll do it. It'll just be in the elevator. Somebody asked me for a seafood boil today. I told them I can't do seafood boils. You know why? why? I can't make that fine dining. I can't. <laughs> I cannot make. There's no way. To, there's no way to up I this, just man. Stop out. I can't do that. And and she <laughs> understood that, and I told her why. I didn't just want to lead her down the wrong road. Yeah. I told her why. And guess what? She still stayed on the phone with me. I thought she was going to get off the phone and say, oh, I'll call you back. You know, we'll talk about it. She still stayed on the phone with me. And hey. I still was able to send her invoice. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, bro. That's what's about. So, so then what is this whole, because we talk about elevating. I noticed that you have also elevated with some flame a lot, bro. You be setting on fire. Like, you be over there with the matches like, doosh. <laughs> I like fire, man. I mean, what chef don't like fire? I know, but people you be doing it fire. in front of people. people like love fire. I seen this man do a dinner and set like a whole. It'd be like sixteen people. He set like sixteen plates on, on fire. fire. <laughs> why, why do people go to hibachi? They like to see the tricks and fire. Do you understand? My wife would have been in the corner like <laughs> she would have ran over with the fire extinguisher. I don't care what you paid for this. <laughs> There's no way that would have went down. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, but it's it's so engaging because I think the first time you did it, I watched about <laughs> five videos of you just lighting things on fire because I was like, I gotta see this. Dre was there. Dre was like, I don't know if I want to try that. <laughs> I was I was telling Dre to do the half I have, and I'll do this half. He said, Nah, that's something I gotta practice, man. <laughs> you ain't just gonna light somebody's plate on fire without practice. <laughs> I love that, I love starting fires though. I love it. See, I love that, man. And that you know what that is elevating because that is experience and that's something different, man. So, you know, my my last question to people is normally, you know, what does your business do that makes the world a better place? Um, but I'm gonna give you because I think you've mentioned a lot about that. I'm, I'm gonna give you a chance to tackle that one, but I'm gonna add something on it for you. What are you doing? So, so what does your business do that makes the world a better place? But what are you doing to make the independent culinary game better for the next generation? Okay, that's cool. That's I, I know. I'm like, I, I, he, I threw that one out there. Some just a curveball. Into this fire right here. Yeah, yeah. My business alone is 
given other op others opportunities to work without the experience. I mentor a lot of chefs without asking for a dollar. I, I'm, I'm freely, I freely tell people, hit me up, call me up. I'm, I'm here. That's what I'm mm -hmm. here for. God didn't put me in this position to be stingy with the information. I love to help build. So many chefs call me like, you know, what are you doing? I, where you get that stuff from? You know, stuff like that. That's yeah. what we're here for. Um, I mean, I'm not just talking about chefs, but we hire servers. We got, I got people in the kitchen just to clean the kitchen and, and, and they're working. So a lot of people from the pandemic, a lot of people want to work. Um, you know, so the business alone is providing work, providing an experience. So many people are hire, especially servers. And they be like, yo, I've never seen this before. You know, because they work mm -hmm. used to work in banquets, yeah, um, caterings in hotels. And we go to people's houses. We're going to people's comfort zones. And they service be like, yo, I've never seen this before. And turn it up at people's houses. Yeah. 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 And so I, I love that because I not only the, the servers and, and everybody else that's working with me gets the experience, but the guest is getting that experience. So the part B of your question is, what are we doing oh, collectively all together is, I like to become a part of people's archives. If we're not creating a happy environment, we're not creating a happy world. Mm. So when people hire me, like you said at the beginning, a lot of chefs come through, drop food off, yeah. they step outside in their car and they wait till the events over and they come back in and all right, time to go, let's go. Let me pack it up. Yeah, but that's not me. I wanna be part of the engagement. There were several restaurants I've worked at, not many, but there were several restaurants I worked at where I couldn't be myself. I was a server or I was a cook, but I still couldn't be myself. I couldn't sing to the guests, or if I did, or if I was loud and and show my personality, manager be like, you're gonna have to take it down a little bit. So I, I found my own home and my own business. Now I get to create happiness wherever I go. That's the point of being an entrepreneur. And um, I wasn't gonna bring it up, but since you did, um, <laughs> you wanna go ahead and bless us with a little song? What you be singing? Oh, like, give us some. Give, give me, give me, give me three bars. Give me. Give me two and a half bars. Give Anybody me something. Anybody celebrating birthday? Anybody celebrating birthday? We can be. You celebrating birthday today? Oh my gosh! Yes. All right. Here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> I wrote this song last night, and because I heard it was your birthday, so I wrote this song last night for you. And if you know it, just come on and catch on. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> me 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 me. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Woo! -hoo! It's coming. It's coming. It's warming up a little bit. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> All right, I'm in the shower by myself. Okay. Happy birthday to you. Come on. Happy birthday to you. Come on. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Come on, come. Happy birthday to you. Come on. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. You know, <laughs> wow! Happy birthday, man! I'm too busy concentrating on my claps. I can't be a black man on me. <laughs> I was missing brows, doing something else with it. He like cut me hands with like too many instructions. There's too many things happening at once. I don't. My brain's not computing, oh bro. My gosh, man. <laughs> we we have fun with those. We have fun with those. Nah, that that's awesome, dude. Look, I I had to because you know. This is if if y'all are listening, I have to say, if you take nothing from this whole section other than to be your 100% authentic self, 
That is it. When I met this man, I believe he had only about 3,000 followers on IG. He is now over 12,000. Okay. It's from dedication. It's from unapologetically being himself. And as an entrepreneur, you can't lose like that. Remember, right? If you're a failure, everybody's going to let you know. But if you're a success, everybody's going to call you a genius. And here's the funny part, right? You are an absolute failure until you're not. And so what that means is if you're going to be perceived as something, you might as well just go ahead and be yourself while doing it. And that's a that's a it's it sounds like I'm speaking some old Yoda wisdom, but understand that the the toll, the psychological toll that it takes on you to to pursue that thing of your dreams and take something that was a vision and make it a reality to deal with the the multiple personalities of staff and people's demands and clients and trying to find a niche and trying to keep up with this economy and then trying to keep up on social media. All of that stuff is a drain. And if you are being anything less than 100% authentic, you're adding another hurdle that's unnecessary. So that's one of the reasons why I had to have this brother on. He is one of the most unapologetically authentic people I know. Um, he gets some, you you get a lot of love for it. You definitely get some pushback for it. In the chef culture meetings, it'd be like a roasting session, bro. We be having, but we go back and forth with each other. But Throughout all of that, you still managed to be you, and that's something I can deeply respect. Um, so I, I want to thank you for coming on, man. Is there any last words of wisdom you want to leave the folk with before we sign off? I mean, you're going to be doing some food for us, mm -hmm. but is there any words of wisdom for this interview section that you want to leave them with? I like to tell everybody, and no matter what business that you do, that you want to come up, continue to believe that you want to come up, but never change your price. Don't lower your value just to get a job. Just to say, yeah, I got a job tomorrow. Stick to your value. Stick to your work. As you say that, I don't know if it ever happened to you, but I'm, I'm curious, right? I've had some celebrity clients that wanted to pay me less than a regular client. And I'm in my head like, mm -hmm. bro, there's absolutely no way I'm going to do this for you. Like, I know you got it. Mm -hmm. And I've lost some work like that. Mm -hmm. You know, and you want to get that picture, especially for the gram. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow. Hey, hey, listen, man. You never know, man. These, these are real-life lessons. So that's that's what this is, man. These are real-life lessons. So, yo, hang out with us. We're going to take a quick pause, and we're going to be right back with Elevated Eats, where we in the studio get to eat some amazing food. Y'all may not, but guess what, though? That's why you got to call this man, so he can come holler at you. Uh, Chef Javon is going to do a dish for us. We're going we gonna to let him introduce. We're going to take a second. We'll be right back with you, man. It's the Chef Culture Podcast. Man, listen, y'all. <laughs> you don't even know what happens behind the scenes. There is this funny thing that happens whenever people eat. And I'm starting to really think that we should do this segment before we eat. But then you ain't got nothing to talk about. This segment is called Elevated Eats because it, it is always where chefs bring out the most amazing dishes. And of course, if we're going to sit here and do this podcast for y'all, we have to feed ourselves. It is a duty. Okay. And I will tell you this. The best chefs are not always in restaurants. A lot of the most amazing chefs are walking around. They're your private chefs. And on this show, we're going to bring out the best chefs. They're going to elevate it. So today, Chef Javon did us right 
to the point that if you watch some of the B-roll, we trying to stop laughing. Um, but that's what good food will do to you. It'll make you and a stranger instantly family. I think Sam is now, you invited to the cookout, bro. I feel so comfortable. You come here. to the family cookout yeah. now. We just gonna, hey, right, we gonna sit you down, give you some collard greens, some cornbread, right? Introduce you to one of our single cousins, and that's just what food does. <laughs> right? um, but this is this is what this is about. So, Chef Javon, what did you feed us that got us all in this this state right now? This was my signature dish: uh, jerk shrimp and lobster biscuits. Wait, wait, say, say that slowly. Say jerk, that. Sh- <clears throat> jerk shrimp and lobster biscuits. And we're back for another episode of the Midnight Song Club. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I tried to bring it up. I couldn't get it that deep. <laughs> Yo, all right. So I, I'm just going to do this, man. Y'all, y'all jump out there because I know... I know I ate it, and I my whole mood is different. I'm I'm in a good. I'm in a great place. I'm in a good bed, huh? Um, I know. Excuse me, I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, but I, you know, my first thought, my first thought is what Mike said, and y'all got to watch the video, right? So if you're at home, you got to watch the YouTube video. Mike's first bite. That's a thing now. Um, I like that. Mike's first. Bite. Mike's first bite. That's a thing. Good ring. The grits were very smoothed up. Lobster bisque grits were creamy. They were, and and creamy's not good. These were almost, as Mike said, Mike's like, yo, they they taste like mashed potatoes. These are grits? (laughs) Like, yeah, bro, what did you, what did you do with that, man? Talk us through this. Like, give me the, 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 the magical science behind this culinary delicacy that we had happening. (laughs) A lot of people think grits cook in five minutes. And it says it on the package, though. It says it on the package. It's I don't know lie. why. It's a lie. It's I don't. A lie. It's a. It's a. It's a lie. I think that's one of the longest lies ran in life <laughs> on package. Seriously. So my my grits takes. I cook them for about an hour. Cook them in heavy cream. But I think the biggest secret that I do to them, and this will probably be the first time I ever say it. I'm trying to form my mouth to say it. I whip the grips up. You whip them. I whip them. With oh, so you whisk and you uh, get in there and you whip them. Get the okay. air in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You fold air, the air in. Yes. Them. Yeah. Ah. Like that. that makes sense almost like a meringue. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 I see it's like amazing how the grits, like Sam, you said that the um like the jerk on the shrimp sort of like opened up your senses or like Yeah, exactly. Just like kind of like opened up your palate, and then the grits come like came after. With like all of the flavor and then the goat cheese. The goat cheese. With it. I was Just loving the that, goat like, cheese. Different sort of elements. It was really good. Wow. So I don't put no cheese in the grits. Traditionally, people do that. Yeah. yeah. Because people think the, it's the creaminess, well, this fat from the cheese is what's going to make my grits creamy. Oh, I'm, I'm going to make the best creamy grits. I'm going to add all this cheese to gouda and, yeah. and cheddar. And you don't need the cheese to make it creamy. And so I stopped putting the cheese because it took away from the savoriness that I wanted people to taste. You know, here's the thing, right? At first, when I tasted the shrimp, and I don't know how you felt about this, Sam, <laughs> but I was looking at you cross-eyed because you only gave me one damn shrimp. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm right? Sorry. I'm but sorry. then I got to the grits, and I was just so damn happy. I was like, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> I, I don't, how did you feel? Like, what was your... What what was your mind at when you tasted that dish? Because you ate yours pretty quickly. I'm not putting you out there. But and your I'm plate dairy was clean. Free, and I still ate it. 
And I enjoyed it. I just felt like if you dip the shrimp into the grits, it adds that complimentary flavor. And then with the goat cheese in there, it added that little bit more depth. And you had mm. different layers of flavor within each bite. So yeah. it was very satisfying. You gotta do a segment with him tasting food. Yeah. <laughs> I, love <laughs> I love the way Sam explains. He just like, did it food. phenomenally. That was it. Yeah, it was really That was really good. that was really etiquette, right? Really <laughs> that was like, thank we, you. We were talking about um how the the chefs that come on this show are mm -hmm. so talented. And I think week after week after week we get <laughs> dishes that just like blow us away yeah where facts. each chef decides what they're gonna bring and it i have been blessed to know all of these chefs and to be able to like eat from them but i think as a as a society we're not really educated on you know what a real chef is i think we think of just in terms of like restaurants and you know i go out to a restaurant and i have a really great meal but I was saying that I feel like chefs should be celebrated, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, you know, when you go to a museum and you look at the Mona Lisa, you see a Rembrandt, you see like Picasso, yeah. it should be where chefs, especially independent chefs that are doing really creative things that are outside of the box, where they should really be celebrated for the artists that they are because every single one brings something different and it's amazing. Somebody put on the board. <laughs> make her make decisions. That's it. That's it. That's it. Karen, you're president. We can do it. But see, that's what we say. That's that was actually in the intro to this segment uh when I first thought it up. Is I said, listen, you gotta love the culinary professional, the chef, as much as you love the plate. And in our industry, we got that backwards. Yeah. That's why I always want, that's why I wanted to do this segment to talk about food. Yes, we have a dope dish, and yes, we're gonna dissect it. And and what we haven't the food was so damn good, we ain't even really get into the chefy's talk yet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's what good food does, and that's what people gotta understand. Like, we have we have developed this foodie culture where you're really like, okay, well, give me a recipe and I'm gonna try and make it, and you show it. And that is that's not the essence of this. Mm. Ain't it, bro? It's the creativity and mm. the being able to... And I know you tell, um, Chad, you tell people all the time when you're teaching them how to cook, like, you want to see what they could do with the recipe that you give them. Make it you. Like, make it yeah. you. Yeah. Make it, you know, yeah. my, my palate is very, like, savory sweet. So, like, I love anything that has, like, that balance mm -hmm. of savory mm -hmm. and sweet. Like That's it, yeah. what I like. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. somebody else's palate isn't going to be like that. No. So I can take a dish that, like, you make or that you make, and I can take it and, like, think creatively about it and think about mm -hmm. how mm -hmm. I want to, like, like what would be best for me because it really is an experience. And it's, it's real mess. So I got to ask you, Chef, mm -hmm. why this dish? What was the in, What brought this dish out of you? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, since I've been in Florida, a lot of people just seem to talk about shrimp and grits, shrimp and grits, shrimp and grits. And like I said earlier, what can I do with a dish that's going to separate me from others? Make so, it bougie. Make it bougie. I'm glad you said that because I was about to go there. A lot of bougie people like either cheddar and broccoli soup or they like lobster bisque soup. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, what if I made my grits lobster bisque-ish? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so a lot of people use chicken stock for their grits. I stopped using chicken stock and I used lobster stock. So then I start calling it lobster bisque grits. Nice. 
Makes the sense. Biscuits, the texture. Makes sense. The creaminess of a biscuit. Regular shrimp. Yeah. I said, let me do some jerk shrimp. The dairy would complement the spiciness. If you know, I tell the guests at the dinner, if it's too spicy, dig into those grits. The dairy would calm it down. And it it actually wasn't too spicy. It was hot, but it wasn't bad. Like I wasn't. You only had one shrimp. That's why. Yeah. You could have given me more. You could have <laughs> given sorry. me more. I'm you sorry. had to rub it in. I'm sorry. I see you pause for a second. Like, <laughs> right, right. Man, I only got right. one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's hilarious. Yeah, damn good ass meal, and I get one shrimp. I'm a big ass man. Excuse what me. Did, what did the tomatoes do for you? The tomatoes. I always say tomatoes are palate cleansers. So for me, it 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 freshens the bite. Mm-hmm. So it truly it gave my it gave my palate a break because the first bite the first thing you're gonna go for is the shrimp right right right, right. and it's not super spicy but it jerk is jerk so mm-hmm. it's strong up mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. and then I got the grits and that was creamy and I liked the texture and it started cooling off the shrimp and the tomatoes allowed me to say oh yeah now I'm going back in but also I think the goat cheese did that too mm-hmm. it made me like I'm going back in without those two I don't know if I would have um, been able to enjoy the full dish i would have enjoyed it but i think that's something people miss too like chefs do little things that allow you to enjoy the full dish like the first bite because there's this first bite euphoria Mm -hmm. and a great chef is going to give you the first bite euphoria throughout the dish over and over and over Mm -hmm. again Mm -hmm. and it takes things like the tomatoes and like the goat cheese which a lot of people would just like, yo, here's, here's some jerk shrimp and grits. They so it, makes you pause, it makes you pause for a second, which I, which I love, right? I think eating is a very, since I've known you over the last like 12 years or whatever, because before when before we met, I didn't value food at all. But like <laughs> now that I know what goes into a meal that a real chef makes, watch, I put the word real. <laughs> um, I think it is, in experiencing that chef, right? Mm-hmm. Where like the flavors, you're, you actually have to pause and really be intellectual about eating the food, right? Where you're thinking about like, how think about it this. unfolds on your, I'm married to- Put on a board, I told you. I'm married to <laughs> she's like- She's speaking it right, See, but she's, but she's right. And when she says yeah. real chef, she's not delineating between a school chef and another chef. We right. always talk about the culture, yes. right? This chef shit, Stuff <laughs> is a you lifestyle. I know. That's fifty to, cents in the jar. We have maybe a dollar. It it, <laughs> it is a lifestyle. It's about living this. Yeah. And when you taste someone's food, it's like, yo, either you really you not. Like today, and it could be sir. Like a grandma too, right? It could be like a absolutely. Oh my like gosh! Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, been, Those been are some like, of the best chefs. You know, yeah, and, yeah. And, and when you. When you taste their food, it takes you back to yes. like your childhood. Or it takes because you, you also, you know, as a chef, don't have to know 20 different cuisines. Mm-hmm. You could just like a grandma, right? They know what they know, mm-hmm. right? But in what they know, you can't beat them. They, they, they got this. They, they really have mastered it, reached expert level. And it truly is a lifestyle for them. Like, yo, I know for a fact my grandma, when she was cooking, she did not skimp on certain ingredients. If she was making a dish, she had to have right, right. very specific. And that is a chef. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, just having your stuff a certain way and, and living it and, and just that being that expression and cooking out of love. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's a big part of it, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's loving the people that you're feeding and feeding them with something that you love. And man, you got us out here reminiscing, yeah. bro. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm just thinking about know, the way my right, grandmother right. cooked in the kitchen. Yeah, I, I do miss my my grandmother used to um, do you know because we're from Belize, right? So my grandma spent a lot of time in in England, and um, she used to do full on banquet style meals where she would pull out the silver and you know we do the she'd do lobster thermidor and she would do um by like, herself yes by herself she would she would cook like full on full on bro full, full on. on meals and i miss that and I, that's why I when i met my wife she wasn't we impressed were... by what i was doing Impressed. I thought you were pretty. I thought you were pretty okay. She thought I was all right. I thought you were good with the pause. I thought you yeah. Were, <laughs> I thought you were good with the. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought you were good. No, no, no. But no, but it's. it's grandmother yeah. set me up. Man. Yeah. My, my grandmother definitely set a very high. But, yeah, you know, I know we're, we're coming to a close on this segment. I just, I just want y'all at home as you listen to. This is genuine. Like we like each other right now. Now tomorrow, that may not be the case. Oh, very funny. Which is why, if you really want to solve problems, bring people together around food. Hire a good chef or do it yourself, and and you will be amazing. Just do it right after you eat the food. Don't wait. And we'll see a change, man. And that's that's what Elevated Eats is about. And um, I want to thank Chef Javon for providing the meal, and I want to. You know, say, hey, bro, we, we, we salute you. We celebrate you. And um, remember that, man. Salute and celebrate your chefs. Give give your chefs their roses now, bro. Don't don't wait till later. Stop waiting for them to, like, you walk up to their car and be like, you got a plate? Yeah, yeah. Don't walk up no, to a chef and I ask him if they got food. I don't have You don't walk around with plates. We don't do it. My man, you got any food in there? No, no, I don't. Just, like, no. Not, no. You don't want the food in there that I have. And, I and if y'all are listening and you make a dope shrimp and grits, go ahead and, and drop it, drop the picture, and tag us. Tag Chef Culture, tag Chef Javon, and we're going to see what this is about. Don't be mad if we talk about you, though. Um, this has been the Chef Culture Podcast. And guess what? We out. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.